Welcome to the show. Oh, and here's where I would normally play music, but I don't have my normal setup and I can't play it. Oh, man. Is this your summer house? Scythe, what you're looking at right now is the summer residence. Wow, it's nice. Look at that kitchen. It's nice. It looks clean. Clean. Oh, clean, clean, clean. Look at you, Long Island Jew. A real Long Island Jew, and I'm with a woman whose entire aesthetic is to have nothing. Her look that she wants is simple, black, white, marble, gray, clean, clean. That's because she works, her job is visuals. That's right, sure. So because her job is visuals, you think you're going to have the most visually stimulated art and, and pieces around the house. But no, because it's her job, she wants nothing. It's like marrying a chef. You eat McDonald's. That's right. No, no. She's actually out right now getting stuff framed. So we are going to get the art up. Oh, Syph, you know what I got behind me, though? It's so tight. You ready? A window. No, not, not behind me. Behind the computer. Behind you. This is an awkward room that we're in. And the way it's set up, the only spot for the TV is by the dining room table. And I thought it was kind of like whack to just have a big-ass TV there. So we got the frame TV. That when you turn off the TV, the shit just turns to artwork. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep looking. Keep looking. Hold on. Okay, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm looking. What, though you put that artwork you in can there. Pick, you can pick whatever you want and rotate it. But technically, the TV is off. The TV's off. So it's like one of those little frames where you have your pictures, but you have just the big-ass version. Correct. And you can set it to rotate, and it stays off. And when, you, when they sense movement in the house, it goes to the picture being on. Oh, it's some AI shit. It's AI. You know what I mean? Like one day you creep up in the living room and you see a robot, like some kind of image talking, and then it sees you and it just goes to the picture of the Rocky. (laughs) Very possible. So, um, by the way, happy two-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Two years. The third The fourth iteration of the Juan Epstein podcast. Well, let's see. Iteration one was the original We're at Hot 97. All is good. Oh, this is the fifth one. This is the fifth one. Iteration two is... Still at hot. Oh, still at hot, but things are not good. Still at hot, but like, yo, we need to take this shit seriously. Right. And like people started getting annoyed with us. Ebro would like not be as cute about it and more like, why why, why using it for Juan Ep? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Iteration three, Saif leaves in disgrace. Utter fucking tragedy. Post-tragedy, and our boy Ant has us in his studio. Right. Which led to the creation of the Joe Budden. Nah, we can still make it work. We can still make it work. We got it. We just got to come in here, and for some reason, I thought it was so hard to do a podcast in person once or twice a week, and this is before I had a second job. 
So I don't even know why I thought I was so busy. I was still trying to sleep every day during the middle of the day for five hours. Then iteration, actually that iteration three, it kind of blended into four when we started doing it at ESPN a lot. No, that's the same iteration. Later, but the same. Yeah, it's the same trying to do one up after I left Hot 97. So that's all iteration three. Iteration four is when we got a, ch- a, a check to go to a light check. Don't nobody get oh, excited. Oh, yeah. No, nobody no, get light. excited. The check was light. Got after, a light. After however many years of doing this, we got a light little. We got a tip. Someone threw us a twenty. And that iteration was at Mass Appeal, where we thought it was a good idea to do a Jay Z <laughs> podcast at Nas's record label, essentially. So that was iteration four. And then iteration five is the one up is dead. Five was very slash, quick. Oh, that's one up is dead. One up is dead. And then and then iteration six, one up is life. So actually, this is actually the two year anniversary of one up is dead. Technically, correct. All right, let's say five A five B. Yeah, that's right. It's like the last season of Sopranos. You know, like they separated it, but or Game of Thrones. We broke it up. And here we are. And we're here to tell you guys we're pulling the plug. Time to get ready for iteration six. One up is officially dead. <laughs> um, I just put up a post a few minutes ago, Safe. Let's see if it worked at all. I saw with the questions. Yeah, let's see if anyone actually left any comments. Oh, yeah, look, I, I see so far there's already like 28 comments. A lot of questions here. So we'll get to some questions here in a little bit. But um, two things I know that I wanted to mention today. One was I'd, I wanted to play. I haven't heard it yet. I don't know if you have. Have you listened to the Eminem shout outs at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I saw it before when they taped it. Not when, Did it air? It aired. It aired. Okay, I saw when they taped it and someone wrote out everything he said, but I didn't hear it. All right, so I want to play that clip real quick because I haven't seen it yet. And I'd also like to say how stupid the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame whole thing is. The, the fact that they pre-tape it and air it weeks later. Do you agree it completely takes any, like, energy or, like, conversation about it is gone? It Like, it's never a fucking thing. Eminem going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be a, like, oh, my gosh, let's watch moment. And it's not. I mean, there's some, some, some kind of problem with marketing or whatever where, like, fine, if you tape it beforehand, but don't let anything come out. Anything. You can't let everything come. You got to take phones. You got to do something. It like it leaks out piece by piece. It's ridiculous. But let's not take away from how amazing this is. No, it's amazing. Hey, guys, um, if you're listening to this right now, I am currently at the Las Vegas Comedy Cellar at the Rio Resorts and Casinos. If you want to come check me out from the uh, the 12th, or the 13th all the way to the 18th, I'll be over at the Rio Comedy Cellar doing stand-up comedy. All right, here we go. This shit is crazy to me. Um, I realize what an honor it is right now for me to be up here tonight and what a privilege it is to do the music that I love and the music that basically saved my life. By the way, I love this already. 
because you can so tell how nervous he is. Like, his voice feels a little frantic, no? Because he loves hip-hop so much, I think he doesn't want to fuck this part up. The man who saved my life, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Motherfucking Dre. Probably not supposed to actually be here tonight because of a couple of reasons. Um, one, I know that I'm a rapper. And this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there's only a few of us right now that are induct have been inducted in already. But there's only a few of us. Secondly, almost died from an overdose in 2007, which kind of sucked because, Haley, plug your ears. Because drugs were fucking delicious. And I thought we had a good thing going, man, but I'm like, I had to go and fuck it all up and take too many. God damn. Okay, Haley, you're good. <clears throat> Before he shouts the names, I wish he would have did a verse. This little speech part should be a verse. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Like a little acapoco. Like Haley, cover your ears. I took too many last couple of years. But now I got you know clean. What I, mean? I ain't never touching a beer. Oh, yeah, and I run on a treadmill out of no fear. You know what I mean? Like I was on the car so drunk I couldn't steer. Veer, peer. I never threw your mom in the trunk. I was just. Revere. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, and the breath and the breathiness of it sounds like a fucking freestyle. Like it has a rap cadence. So my musical influences are many, and they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it took a whole genre and culture to raise me. They say success has many fathers. And that's definitely true for me. So whatever my impact has been on hip hop music, I never would have or, or could have done this shit without groundbreaking artists, some of the groundbreaking artists that I'm about to mention. These were my teachers right here. I'm gonna start with the two live crew. Tupac. Third base. Alliance. Do you know anything Apache. about Alliance? I think I, ha I, think I have an Alliance record. I'm not sure what it even is. So he's going alphabetical. The Beastie Boys. Big Daddy Kane. Pause. You saw I had Big Daddy Kane in the cellar last night? Yeah, I've never seen one grown man who more man crushes on another man than you and Big Daddy Kane. I'm going to tell you why. It's because he's the first to really recognize my switch publicly. And for it to be him, a couple other people too, but for, for Kane to go, yo, I fuck with your comedy. I'll come to your show. Bro, let me tell you something. The reason why I don't invite people to the Comedy Cellar is because the Comedy Cellar is so popular and so packed. If you don't get there on time, before on time, they will literally give your seats away, and I can't do anything about it. Even if it's Big Daddy Kane? Bro, I went there an hour early. I got his seat card. They give you a card for your seat. I got his seat card to make sure we wouldn't lose it. He told you he was coming. Yeah, he asked me, what, what comedy show can I come to Saturday? I said, I'm so happy you asked. Okay, okay. Come to this one. I wasn't even on that show. I had to squeeze my way onto the show. Just to perform for Kane. Because <laughs> that's the time he wanted to come. <laughs> And, bro, when I tell you 
I've never seen like the security, the band members, the servers get excited about anyone the way they got excited last night about Big Daddy Kane being in the building. First of all, he he hopped out of the he hopped out of the SUV with a white Gucci leather jacket and a big old hat. I mean, it ain't an act. He no no, it's in wrestling site we call it living the gimmick. Living the gimmick. And then every security yo, yo, is that? I say yeah. Yeah, I look like the man last night. Not to the comics. Right. Most comics didn't give a fuck, except like there was one black comic. His name is Ethan Simmons Patterson. He texted his mom right away. He was like, yo, mom, I just met Big Daddy Kane. Wow. Most comics didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but the ones that did overly gave a fuck. And security was like, yo, is that, is that Kane? Wow. It was, a, it was a moment. And by the way, before I forget, I don't know why this popped in my head, but I want to remember it now. Billy, while we're doing this, I need to look something else up. Go to the Hot 97 Drewski interview. And find the part where we talked about Cypher Sounds. Ooh, nice. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like 10 minutes into it. Cypher, the reason Ebro put up the video that he did is because the conversation about Drewski not knowing who you were was actually in the interview. By the way, I think in the long run, it's going to turn out to be a very, a very good thing, a very cool thing. But I, I wanted to play it for you. Oh, real quick. While you're saying that, um, Kane wants to do the show. But he's going to wait till January where he restarts the New Jack City play that he's doing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And, and by the way, guess what? We'll be fully set up with the new studio. That's and- exactly what I'm saying. I'm telling you guys, 23 is about to be crazy. All right, Eminem's finishing the words, big pun, by the way. Here we go. Big pun. Big L. Bismarck key. Pause. Pause. Wouldn't big L become be before big pun? Great point. Is he looking at it like, because L is not a word, it's just a letter? He said, Big Daddy Kane, Big Pun, Big L. It's a great question. It should be Big Daddy Kane, Big L, Big Pun. The Notorious B.I.G., of course. So crazy that Eminem has a legendary feature with Biggie, but Biggie never knew who Eminem was. Like, I love Dead Wrong with Eminem. One of the best posthumous collabs no, ever made. Yeah, but he has two. Well, no, no, no. What's the other one? Are you thinking the 51? There's another record. Remember, there's one with Tupac, right? Oh, oh, Running. Right. There's Running also that Eminem, that, that Eminem right. produced. Wow, I forgot about that. Biggie would have loved Eminem, especially early underground Eminem, because Biggie was underground. Here's a hot take. In a weird way, Underground Biggie and Eminem remind me of each other. Like, they were so edgy in the shit that they would say, but they were hardcore rappers. But, like, Biggie would say wild shit in the underground days. I mean, let's never forget fucking the ass with Crustified Dibs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also both of them were super underground but blew up. They changed image-wise, but not rap-wise. I mean, content, yeah, Context, yeah, but not ability and skill set. There's a through line between the two of them that doesn't get talked about. Black Moon, the Boogie Monsters, Brand Nubian, Brother Jay from X Clan. This guy fucking rules. I mean, why not just wait till X to say X Clan? Just Brother Jay gets the shot up. Well, well, hold on. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But let me just say, maybe Professor X gets his own shout out. But I just want to say to anyone out there, 
because there are Eminem haters out there, no one has ever done what he's doing in history. No one's ever done this. Ever. Ever. If I'm a hater, I'm going, yeah, yeah, he's overcompensating. He is overcompensating. He's doing what you're supposed to do if you're a white person who's been given a lot by hip-hop. He's given more back. He's giving extra back because he knows he should, respectfully, because he knows he knows of the privilege that's helped him. So he's giving back extra. Shout out Brother Jay. Brother Jay is dope. Let's get right. Billy, get Brother Jay on the, on the, on the show. Buckshot. Yeah, he did Buckshot. Casual from Hieroglyphics. That's two Chill shout outs. Oh, man. So he gave one shout out where he's specifically thinking about Evil D and Five Foot Accelerator. The group, the album, the end to the stage, one of my favorite albums of all time. But then Buckshot on his own had fire. Chub Rock, Chuck D, and Public Enemy. And now you realize how diverse hip-hop was at that time. Like, if you grew up loving hip-hop and learning about it like on TV, as Eminem probably was, you loved both Casual and Chill Rob G. And he's from the Midwest, so he's getting everything. Midwest loves all of it. They don't look at it like East Coast, West Coast. A lot of Midwest people I know, it's like, we used to listen to all of it. Could we get Chubb Rock on the show? Absolutely. He's on IG. I've DM'd with him before. We got to get Chubb Rock, bro. Chubb Rock is not talked about enough. Chubb Rock is in the era of Heavy D, Kid and Play. That, that era we always talk about, like, literally days before Kane, Rakim, KRS, Cool G Rap. And so they get, not skipped over, but just not mentioned the way it should be. They were right there. Our favorite 86 to 88 Kane, Rakim, KRS, Cool G Rap, EPMD, loved Chub Rock, Heavy D, Kid and oh, Play. Yeah. Loved. You know what I mean? Bro, I just saw a Tupac uh, a picture recently with Kid and Play with Tupac. Like, how excited was Tupac to meet Kid and Play? Insanely. Cypress Hill. D-Nice. Dana Dane. De La Soul. Nah, I'm about a third of the way done. Def Jeff. Del the Funky Homo Sapien. DJ Quick. Dr. Dre, of course, Dreads of Black Sheep, Ed O.G., EPMD, The Fat Boys, Fat Joe, Foosnickens, Gangstar, Ghetto Boys, Heavy D, House of Pain, Ice Cube, Ice T, The Intelligent Hoodlum. He called him The Intelligent Hoodlum, not Tragedy. Now we know Eminem's really nuts if he hits him again, that Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> JJ Fed, Jazzo, Jazzy Jazzo has to print. be happy he got Just that. Just Ice, K Solo, That's Kid and Play, King Son, King T, Cool G Rap, Kumo D, KRS One, Kwame, Lakim Shabazz, Large Professor, Leaders of the New School, and my man, where did I just see him? The one and only LL Cool J. Love you, bro. LL's face of appreciation for what this man is doing right now is incredible, bro. LL's face is like, yo, he's really shouting out all these legends' names. 
Oh, that's what you saw it as? Like, you took it as that more than him just being so flattered that he said him too? Or you think the whole thing is, the whole thing is making him like, wow. More after, after the camera was still on him when he started naming Lord Finesse and LL's face is like, damn, he's really like, cause now what's happening in that venue is everyone who knows what he's doing has like figured it out. Like, oh, he's going alphabetical. Right. Yeah. Everyone knows now it's clear. He's halfway through. When you get to CD, you're like, oh shit, he's going, he's about to name all of the, all of the pioneers, all of the legends. That's a great point. Cause at first you don't know how far it's going to go. We've heard Eminem stories. We know he loves Stretch, Redman, LL, um, a couple of others that he always mentions. You know what I mean? But then when he said, when he starts with two live crew, you're like, what? That's so funny. That's a great point. Because he starts with two live crew, but it's just because they're numbers. It's numbers. <laughs> third base. And then, wait, Tupac between two live crew and third base. What? Oh, oh, oh. So now if you're a hip hop head in the audience, if you're not a hip hop head, you're like, who the fuck are all these names? Saif, I'm a little disappointed he didn't mention the 7A3. Maybe they didn't mean a lot to him. Do you remember we remember we had the whole 7A3 conversation on the show? Of course. Lord Finesse, Lords of the Underground, Mantronics, Master Ace, MC Breed. MC Breed, by the way, is pretty key when you're talking about a, a Midwest rapper. He bet, you better say MC Breed. MC Light, MC Shan, Melly Mel, Merciless Amir, Mob Deep, Moni Love, Nas, Nucleus. Nucleus. Nu- Yo, Nucleus? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I like Jam On it as much as the next guy, okay? But do they really make the speech? Onyx. Organized Confusion. Outcast. Andre 3000. See, he said, he said Outcast and Andre 3000. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why are you leaving out Big Boy? Yeah, so that, that, that's maybe. Well, you know what, though? I mean, maybe he just loves Andre and wanted to give him a little extra. Big boy's gonna take that as a shot. Well, he's maybe just really. I mean, listen. But at the same time, you can't worry about other people's feelings if you want to give extra flowers to someone you really love. It is what it is. Paris, Farside, Queen Latifah, Rakim. Wow. Redhead Kingpin, Pete Rock, and CL Smooth. By the way, Pete Rock totally commented on a post on my IG recently, as if our entire fake text conversation never happened. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like he he commented on something. I don't remember if it was a. I don't remember if it was negative or positive. It wasn't positive. It wasn't overly negative, but it certainly was like everything's all good. Redman, Roxanne Shante, Run DMC, Salt and Pepper, Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh, Snoop Dogg, Souls of Mischief, Special Ed. Stetsasonic. Now I'm, I'm down to the S's. I, I alphabetize this shit. Super Lover seeing Casanova Rudd. The DOC. The Roots. Black Thought. The Skinny Boys. Tell me something about the Skinny Boys right now. I fucking dare you. I don't know anything about the Skinny Boys. I'm assumed Detroit. The Skinny Boys, an American hip hop group, originally from. <laughs> this is so you. Originally from Bridgeport, Connecticut. 
Oh. You love Bridgeport. Let me tell you something. Saif has received many uh, a brown bag with cash in it to DJ in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay? Bridgeport has some bad bitches, Really? Too. Yeah, some chick will be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Right. It's kind of chick I like. <laughs> I'm, ma- I'm marrying a chick like that. All right. The Skinny Boys <laughs> members are Shockin' Sean, Superman J, and the Human Jockbox. Never heard of them. Okay, my my head's about to explode, Saif. I, I I don't know if I can take this. The single Jockbox was used as the theme song of the Comedy Central television series Workaholics. Oh, I know that song. That's the Skinny Boys. That's hilarious. Tony D, too short, tracks of naughty by nature. Tribe Call Quest, UTFO, Houdini, wise intelligent of the poor righteous teachers. Wu-Tang Clan and YZ. Yo, those were my rock stars, man. And I just want to say, like, those are just a few of the names that I hope will be considered in the future for induction because without them, a lot of us wouldn't be here. I know I, I wouldn't. I'm a high school dropout, man, with a hip-hop education. And these were my teachers. And it's their night just as much as it is mine. So thank you. He's walking off. Hold on. Wow. Yo, man, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. What do you think that list is? I think it's the list that he put together to pretend that he loves hip-hop, Sife. That was carefully crafted. <laughs> like, is that shit that he listened to? Because he's he missed, he missed D.O.C., which I know he loves D.O.C., how about this? You missed it. He said DLC? When he got to the tease. No exhibit. Ooh. No alcoholics. I mean, I guess boot camp click is like no Sean P. Is it only a certain era? Did he say Rakim? He had to say Rakim. Oh, he definitely said Rakim. Jungle Brothers? Common? Saif Saif is just going through and finding the names of everyone who should be upset. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just trying to think of I'm trying to think of what his list was. Is it a certain era? Because like Outcast is way later. I think it's about the people that he literally came up on as a kid falling in love with hip hop. And then the ones who are later are the ones who like as lyricists just made it through to him. But him and most came out as like literal contemporaries. So most dev is not on there? That's a weird one for me. That's a weird one. I can't do, I personally, I personally can't do black thought, pun. But hold on, but hold on, but hold on, but hold on, hold on. I think if you're talking about most in that conversation, you're factoring in his singing, his musicality, all the other things. I disagree. I disagree. You think most is on the level of pun and black thought with just the raps? I don't know if I agree. I don't know. And I love most. I love most. I know you don't agree. Because he's not big pun. But I don't think anyone's big pun. Eminem's the closest to big pun. And Eminem's not big pun. But that's me. That's my own, you know, lyrical, spherical miracle. But I think the reason most doesn't make the cut is because A, he didn't grow up on most their contemporaries. And so is Outcast. For whatever reason. Right, but he didn't view most in the same way he viewed 3,000. 3,000 affected him. 
three three thousand made him like I need to rap better. I'm saying maybe not just Eminem, but in general, most doesn't get his credit as far as spitting bars. Now, yes, he the problem with most is that he goes off into weirdo land, and it affects how people think about this particular conversation. I've said this to you before. And I'm going to say it here again, and I know it's the kind of thing that can get me dragged, but I'm at the point in my life when I don't give a fuck. If it's my opinion and it's how I feel about music, I'm saying it. Don't you say nothing bad about Michelle from Destiny's Child. Michelle Williams, what did you ever do? (laughs) It should have been you, not LaToya Luckett. No, uh, I I was just going to say this. Most also, the way his career played out after Black on Both Sides, which is a classic. From a rapidy rap standpoint, in terms of him cementing himself as one of the all-time greats, I don't know that his body of work after that supported that. I don't. So maybe, I'll tell you this, maybe I'm too close. You're very close. It's like how when people talk shit about Dave Chappelle, and go, he's the nicest guy. Oh, wait, I'm friends with him. I go to his right. house. I can see I, how you don't yeah. see oh, that. Oh, you don't go to Dave Chappelle's house? Oh, that's weird. I do. I go visit him in Ohio. Right. I'm too close. So I'm too close because most, I remember most remembered the whole Black Thought Funk Flex freestyle and was rapping it to us. No, he's, he loves the rap. That's different than writing it. That's, I think, more impressive. I don't have a lot of regrets of things I've missed in my years at Hot, but fucking Ebro and Laura had most on like two years ago, and I was gone. I fucking missed it for like an hour. Like, you've been around most many times. I've only been around him for a few seconds a few times. Like, I've never talked to him at all. Then he did Leaders, but not Buster. Yeah, he specified... Outcast Andre 3000. He did another one too. Black Moon Buckshot. Roots Black Thought. By the way, I would have thought, honestly, I would have thought he would have done organized Pharaoh Munch. I did too. I was waiting for him to say Pharaoh Munch. Yes. Everyone's experience coming up is different. Like the dude included the skinny boys. He included Nucleus. Like if you were giving your speech, you're not mentioning Nucleus or the skinny boys. Okay. No, I would. I get it. I get it. I'm not I'm not knocking him. Should that be our new nickname for Wanna? What's that? The Skinny Boys. It could be motivational. It's like a motivational group name for us. Right, right, right. The Skinny Boys. Yo, listen, at Eminem, that is say what you want, man. I'm not I'm not knocking it. First of all, I'm having a podcast Wanna conversation about it. Where I'm wondering how he broke it down. But overall, you love it. We talked about this when he when I first heard about it. I think this is the most incredible hip hop shout out list on a on a mainstream stage ever. Ever. Never been done. And I'm a huge fan of how much Eminem is a fan. I love Eminem the rapper. I love Eminem, the hip-hop fan, even more. That's why I love Eminem. Yes, I agree. It's not always hip-hop for me. It's not always my type of hip-hop. But him, the dude, like the heart and soul that he puts into hip-hop, I adore. I truly, I, like when people hate on him, I think they're out of their fucking mind. I'm like, you must not like know who he is at all. 
Yeah, you're just you're you're being fucking very close-minded. Here's what you're being. You're being influenced by the fact that his popularity is deeply affected by his whiteness, which he also understands. Right. So you can't be mad at him when it's the body he was put in. It's who he is. I don't know. I swear to God, I know nothing about G-Eazy. I don't know anything about him. I can't diss him. I can't say I like him. I know nothing about him. I've never heard him do something like this. I love Gerald. I love the guy. But I got news for you. He hasn't quite had the opportunity yet to stand up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. You can do... Eminem has done this all the time. It's just now on the big stage, he's doing it in a different, uh, at a different level. Well, hold on. He did it here, too. Eminem, Grammy, Lose Yourself. Let's see. I know it was around Lose Yourself. Because to your point, Saif, he's done this before. To that level? Not quite to that level. I could have used a little more. I, I, I wish he would have did a verse. Just a little verse. A couple bars. Wait, wait. But wait, well, hold on. He performed too, though. No, no, no. I'm talking about the acceptance speech as a verse. As some bars. No one's ever done that. He would have killed it. Oh, by the way, I want to send a big shout out to Monster Energy. Shout out to Cannon. And shout out to Rode, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, get your, get your um, Rodecaster Pro 2. Do you, are you on yours yet? Yeah, I'm on it right now. Fire. And the winner is Eminem, the Eminem show. Yo, who's that lady next to Puff? Go back. Is that Kim Cattrall? Who is that? No. Who's that lady next to Puff? Yeah, it's Kim Cattrall, isn't it? From Sex in the City, no? Is it? Look, at she's like, yeah, oh my God, yes. Yo, man. Instead of me coming out here and thanking the people that I usually thank or whatever, because all those people who had something to do with, with my album know who they are, I made me a little list of MCs that I wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah, I do I just, I just want to pause to say I'm the best for remembering this. Right, but this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is where he lists a couple that we know for, he's always shouted out for years. I made me a little list of MCs that I wanted to name off that inspired me to, to bring me where I am today, you know? Because honestly, I wouldn't be here without them. So the list goes like this, and it's not in this order, but the list is this. Run DMC, The Beastie Boys, Hello Cool J, Cool G Rap, Master Ace, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Dr. Dre, All the NWA, KRS-One, Stretch from Naughty by Nature, Nas, Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z. Thank you, because I learned from all of you. Thank he you. didn't say NWA in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he did. Okay, I keep stop. missing shit. Listen, stop embarrassing yourself in front of everybody. <laughs> no, so like, yeah, you get how that one was the abbreviated one. And that's dope, too. That's pretty great, too. Uh, by the way. But, but that's the Grammy, so it's music-related. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is I, also... Here we go. Here comes Scythe. Here comes Scythe to ruin the no, party. No, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Be a I'm dick. I'm just saying, like. Be a dick. <laughs> How do you think I'm being a dick? I don't know. I don't know what you're about to say. <laughs> Fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is what I'm saying. Fuck them. But I think he saw that as, like, more of the, like, let me do it in the most, you know, whatever. Eminem's a lot like me. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Let me tell you how Eminem is a lot like me. Rapping ability. I don't know if you know this. Back in the day, you used to DJ for a young artist named Little Kim. Oh, my God. No, you didn't. No, that's news. I used to DJ for this young artist named Little Google. Kim. Google. I want a Google but alert. I worked <laughs> at a store called Fat Beats. And the reason why I took the job with Little Kim is because like, I was like, oh, this is a great way for me to expose all my underground friends, get them acknowledged. Correct. Get them acknowledged in the mainstream world because the mainstream needs to know about what's going on up on 6th Ave and 8th Street. Fat Beats, baby. That was my intention, to go with Little Kim to, to be the spook that sat by the door. You ever saw that movie, heard of that book? Is that like, uh, it feels like it's about racism or something. Yeah, but it's like this guy, he was uh, he worked at the White House or, or the FBI, some shit, and he's a butler or some shit, but he would listen to everything that was going on. He would sit by the door. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's me. I was the spick that sat by the door. <laughs> and then when I came back to go tell my friends what was happening, they made fun of me. Really? Yo, you drinking champagne? You wearing fucking Gucci and Prada? I was like, I was doing this for you. What was the answer to that question? Let me answer for Saif. No, I don't drink champagne. I still don't drink or have fun. Number two, <laughs> yes, I did buy a Gucci <laughs> shirt. Okay, leave me alone. Never. But yeah, that's so he was doing that. He was in another world shouting out the people from his world. That's why I think it does make sense at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because if he did it at the fucking 2001 Source Awards where everybody already knows all of those names. It's not the same. He wants to put it in a place where everyone's going to go, who's that? On the record. On the record. It's on the record now. Um, now, here's the deal, guys. I want to be honest with you as we sit here. The Eminem speech was supposed to be a little segment. This is the whole episode was the Eminem <laughs> speech, okay? We're going to go now to our Patreon to, to celebrate more of the two-year anniversary. I am drinking because we're recording this on a Sunday. If you don't understand how post-pandemic alcoholism works, what it means is you drink on the weekend regardless of what's going on. You just drink on the weekend. You have a cocktail. Yeah, I, I have a little like a, it's like a honey, a, a, a honey Jack Daniels and Diet oh, Coke that I'm sipping on. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually wouldn't, like you would never drink, but, and I would never ask you to drink because I would never be that guy because it's the worst guy ever. But you would enjoy. You would actually enjoy this drink. You would be like, "Oh, this is actually tasty." I, why have I not been drinking? I wish I could drink, man. Scythe, it's not too late. You have at least another three or four years on this planet. <laughs> All right, so head over to our Patreon right now. Listen, I understand for those of you who have been supportive for the last two years, you're going. But I've supported you for two years. I don't feel like going to the Patreon. We know. We understand, but we have to show extra love to those who have been on the Patreon and included on that Patreon today, all of the questions that were asked on Instagram earlier, plus a story about my ego being crushed in a hip-hop way. It involves a hip-hop star that we all know and love and me getting utterly embarrassed publicly. And don't forget, I will tell you about Big Daddy Kane at the Comedy Cellar. Oh, Saif is going to describe in detail the taste of Big Daddy Kane's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Patreon. <laughs>